Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to the bigger picture. Well, China's in focus this week, as we saw yesterday. Some announcements being made about what it is planning to do to stimulate the economy. Among them, Chinese drivers who trade in older cars for newer models will be eligible for subsidies, as will rural households that buy insulation and other home renovation materials to improve energy efficiency. Entrance fees at scenic sites will also be cut to promote tourism. Those were a few of a long list of measures detailed on Monday by the Chinese government in an effort to stimulate consumer spending. So a lot riding here on helping to revive the Chinese economy. Well, to break it down as well as what's coming up for the rest of the year, we've got Za Feng. He is the director for Lipper Asia Pacific Research at the London Stock Exchange Group. Good morning, Za. How are you doing today? Yeah, good morning, Ryan. Hi, everyone in the air. Ryan, no long time, no see. Yeah, it's been a long time. Great to have you back. And you've got a bit of a outlook for us, but I want to dive first into what's happening in China. And we've got a lot of talk about whether uh, we need more stimulus measures. To some extent, that yeah. came through yesterday. Um, we have some measures in place, but at the same time, people are asking, is that enough? Zaf, how much do you think this will move the needle? Um, yeah, I think we little research from uh, for the past few months. We started to observe something big change. So we just published a little mid-year investment outlook. We prepare uh, four very important topics. Uh, the first one is 60-40 portfolio. Especially we always have the proverb that to put your all eggs in one mm. basket. However, we saw the, the unusual correlation of equity and bonds in 2022. So uh, our U.S. research will share uh, his point of view uh, about this kind of portfolio diversification. A 60-40 diversification model still fit for purpose. And the second one, of course, is the value versus growth investing, especially after a decade. Growth stocks leading the way. We have seen value stocks have their moment in the sun. But what will be the 2023 deliver for the two investment styles? And the third topic, of course, is uh, very important, and the Ryan just mentioned is um, China. Especially over the three decades, we saw China's growth has underpinned the global economy, providing generation of new demand. Given last year's extensive COVID lockdowns, 2023 is widely expected to see China can have a rapid rebound. However, China's economy expanded just 6.3% in the second quarter from a year earlier falling short of market expectation as export demand remained tepid and thinking property price that consumer confidence. We saw the trade sector recorded particularly weak figures in June. It fell about 6%, uh, with exports lumping export 3% and imports up 2.6%. Um, China Central Bank has already lowered borrowing rates several times in bid to show up demand in an economy where inflation largely evaporated in contrast many other parts of the world. A wild urban jobless rate remained unchanged for uh, June at 5.2%. However, we saw the young generation between six, 16 and 24 Russell Raker high of 21.3%, the fixed consecutive monthly increase. In view of this, um, you know, China top leading um, leadership vote 
to do more policy support for domestic consumption, help private business and foster struggling property sector, but it's still not offer too much details. We still need to wait and see its further development. Yeah, Zav, it does sound like there is a lot of work yet to be done. Uh, what are the most pressing issues? You mentioned real estate. I imagine that's a big part because when people feel poor with their house valuations down, they are inclined to spend less. And the other part that seems to stand out is youth unemployment. Uh, that reached 21.3% in June. So yep. on these uh, stimulus efforts, how, how urgent is it to do more right now? I think overall, uh, I don't think China's economy is that bad. But of course, you know, the market expect, expect mm. that much that China's growth can, you know, have a rapid growth, especially if, if you see the IMF's Global Economy Outlook report. Asia Pacific will be the most dynamic of the world among major economic regions in 2023, particularly is driven by China and the India's economic growth. So I think China's leadership already sense of that. They have a something structure, you know, uh, reform need to do that. But on this, on this stage, they wanted to improve more. And of course, uh, it's to spur um, the local domestic consumption, especially they would like to do the transit from their economy from asphalt to consumption. Mm. Okay, so the other part that you mentioned was how we've seen quite a bit of a run-up in tech names, growth stocks, especially um, when we had low interest rates. But of course, rates have been rising. Um, at the same time, there's a lot of discussion about how maybe the new safe haven trade now is the technology space where we've got a lot of people going to AI and that seems to be attracting yeah. a lot of inflows. Is tech now the new safe haven of sorts? I think it's a trendy, you know, innovation in, in technology in, in our life. I still remember in 2020, we started to use the mobile phone. In 2008, we started to use iPhone. We will be shocked and saw the innovation of these changes. I think AI is just a story. So everybody is, um, is eager to know what will happen, what will the AI development goes to. So we have uh, some imagination on this. So I think it will continue to change, especially um, I still remember from last November's chat GBT. Everybody using it, but it, it becomes our part of life, right? So we, we started to use that. We, we started to leverage that. But everything needs to put on a track. So I think I think it's still a, a decade change for the AI industry. Yep, some parallels there that we can perhaps look at. We've been sharing Zha Feng. He's the director for Lipa Asia Pacific Research for the London Stock Exchange Group. Zaf, that's all the time we have for you um, for this discussion today. It's been great catching up, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Ryan. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.